0: It's Milwaukee's Tailgate, the midweek mini-pod number four. I'm J.P. Breen. While Steve, Ryan, and I get together every Sunday to break down the week in Brewers baseball, as you all are aware by now, I've started a new weekly feature in which I do a solo 20-minutes-ish podcast that focuses on a specific subject. As always, I've gotten great suggestions thus far, but one particularly stood out this past week. Rob Rogers noted that we tend to throw around a bunch of stats and acronyms on the podcast. He says that he really enjoys the fact that we dig into the numbers from time to time. But an Advanced Stats 101 might be helpful. And that's what I'm going to do this week. But before we get there, remember that you can help fans find the podcast by rating and reviewing Milwaukee's Tailgate on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We do want listener questions, so follow Milwaukee's Tailgate on Twitter at MKETailgate. You can email questions to milwaukees.tailgate at gmail.com or you can follow our Facebook page, which is how Rob Rogers got in, in contact with us this week. And you can follow the three of us on Twitter. You'll find that in our Milwaukee, uh, Milwaukee's Tailgate Twitter bio. And finally, if you'd like to support the podcast, and we'd encourage you to do so, you can visit patreon.com slash Tailgate. Our m and Ball and & Glove patrons receive the monthly Minor League Extra podcast. Milwaukee's Tailgate is sponsored by Carbon 4 Brewing and their English-style malt bombs and perfectly balanced hop grenades. You know them for their great beers like Dragon Flute, Block Party, and their flagship Fantasy Factory IPA, but stop down to the Carbon 4 Tap Room at Kinsman Boulevard in Madison because they've got Idiot Farm and America AF on tap. Be sure to tell them that Milwaukee's Tailgate sent you because it's always good to hear. And as friends of the podcast, you'll also get 20% off merch in the Car- Carbon 4 web store with the promo code tailgate. So tell them thanks for that. And as always, you can check out Carbon4.com for more information. Carbon4, beer brilliance. So advanced stats 101. What does is, what is war mean? Wins above replacement. What does that mean? What's the point of it? What about DRA, DR, uh, DRC+, plus, BABIP, OPS? All of those random numbers and, and acronyms that surely mean something, but you know who really knows anyway? And as Brian Polakowski asked me earlier this week as well, When do we have to stop worrying about small sample sizes? When do things, when do stats do what we call stabilize? So, wins above replacement, first of all. Better known as war, because that's the one thing that we keep hearing about uh, pretty much all across the baseball spectrum at this point. And you're surely familiar with the idea of of wins above replacement. It's become ubiquitous amongst baseball punditry at this point. You see it on scoreboards, you see it on baseball network, but the basic idea is this. To better understand the value of a player, you have to know how much better a player is than some random dude that you call from AAA. That random dude is a replacement player. So wins above a replacement player. How much better is Aaron Perez, in other words, than a random, fillet, uh, a random AAA fill-in like Nate Orff? Or how much better is Alex Claudio, if at all, than some random pitcher from Triple A, such as Birch Smith. So let's say that Aaron Amperes is a one-one win player. That means that means he is one win better than the average production of a rando in Triple A. Will fi- then you know the production that 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 Triple uh, A guy will figure to give you. A win is considered ten runs. So, a one-win player is said to be 10 runs better than some Joe Schmo from AAA. How those things are calculated is probably a bit too much for this podcast, and I'm frankly not smart enough to get into all of that, but suffice it to say this. It's meant to be a holistic evaluation of a player's production. That means it's supposed to take into consideration a position player's offense, defense, base running, and their position. And of course, Different baseball websites evaluate these things differently, which is why Fangraphs and baseball Prospectus and baseball reference, they all have different numbers. And more, more importantly, this is why different teams have different numbers. Every single team has their way of calculating wins above replacement. Different teams value players differently across the league. Now, pitching is a little bit different. Fangraph's version of Wins Above Replacement suggests that pitchers should not be evaluated on things they cannot control. They use what's called FIP, F-I-P, Fielding Independent Pitching, to evaluate their pitchers. They believe that a pitcher's value, their Wins Above Replacement, should uh, should be evaluated on how well they strike guys out, how well they avoid walks, how they avoid homers compared to that random guy in AAA, right? That hypothetical AAA pitcher. Baseball reference, however, they think that war wins above replacement should be based off straight run prevention. Whether the pitcher deserved it or not doesn't really matter. They think that if you want to talk about how good a pitcher was over a over over a period of time in general we talk about half seasons, months uh, or a full season worth of wins above replacement. If you're talking about a pitcher, how good was their run prevention? Whether or not they deserved it. So, source matters a lot when you're talking about these things. You'll see it with the little lowercase f in front of war sometimes or a little lowercase b in front of war sometimes it tells you where they're getting their information and that does matter because they all calculate it in a different way if you do want to get into the weeds if you're somebody that's into the math they actually do show you these things uh, in general as far as i know on the individual the individual websites and in my personal opinion and because I, I, we all have different stats that we like and my my personal opinion is that wins above replacement for four pitchers should be based off what happened not what should have happened because you're looking back at a season and you're trying to determine how much better were they, not how how much better should they have been. That's a different question for me. When you're talking about evaluating what happened on the field, and I think it should be based off a of run preve- or, uh, run prevention. It shouldn't be based off of fielding independent pitching or FIP. That's why I prefer Baseball References WAR, even though it does tend to be the version of war that's not used as much just because Fangraphs, i think their website is a little bit more user-friendly and, and people tend to gravitate towards that so two other statistics that you hear us use on the podcast quite a bit dra and drc plus these are the two newest toys that have come out of baseball prospectus in recent i i suppose the last two years Created by Jonathan Judge, who we've had on the podcast before, and the the great stats team at Baseball Prospectus more generally, DRA or Dre, depending on which you'd like to use. That's for pitchers. DRC plus that's for hitters. And on this podcast, I'm not so much concerned about how they were created. Again, I'm certainly not smart enough to evaluate that. If you want to be able to get into the weeds there, Baseball Prospectus has a fair. Uh, I think two or three articles for each of them in terms of, like, the gory math and how to figure it out. But I'm much more interested in telling you what they are trying to do. What both statistics try to do is they try to ascertain true performance. They try to cut out the noise. They try to tell you what the player's core skills are. So DRA is a pitcher's true talent, ERA. If a pitcher has a 3 ERA and a 4.5 DRA... The DRA is trying to indicate that his underlying numbers and skills are far worse than his ERA. Meaning, in other words, baseball fans should expect that pitcher to be worse going forward. That's what people talk about when they talk about regression, regressing to the mean. This this pitcher is going to regress. Zach Davies, for example, has a 243 ERA at the moment, but he has a 469 DRA. So when on the podcast Ryan recently said that his numbers, that Zach Davies, his numbers will regress, it's because his true talent numbers like DRA suggest that he's actually been much worse. Now these things like DRA, they try to take into consideration in-game context as well as things that are in control for a pitcher. Strikeouts, walks, homers, and it tries to control for those little bloopers and bleeders that aren't really the pitcher's fault. It's just luck. They're trying to not hold those things against the pitchers. Now, for DRC+, it's a little bit different. We're not really talking about, like, true ERA or true average, which, baseball perspectives, actually, like, they... I wouldn't say messed around. They actually used it quite a bit, but they had a thing called true average for a long time. But DRC+, is a bit different. It attempts to take all of the contextual information about a player's offensive performance and then compare it to the league. And it's helpful because it's the best holistic the holistic statistic that we have. And it always compare, it compares hitters to the league average. Now, 100 is the league average. So a 94 DRC plus means that a hitter is 6% worse than the league average. A simple 94 minus 100 gives you a negative 6, 6% worse. If a player has a 124 DRC plus, that means he's 24% better than the league average hitter. And as opposed to wins above replacement or WAR, which bases it off of or bases any comparison off a hypothetical AAA player, DRC plus uses the actual big league average. So they're interested in whether or not a, a hitter was, you know, X amount better than the actual big league average in any in any season. So when Orlando Arcia had a 59 DRC plus last year, that meant he was 51 percent worse than the league average hitter in 2018. It's fortunately improved this year. But Kristen Yelich, on the other hand, has a 165 DRC plus in 2019. That means he's 65% better than the league average hitter. Those type of numbers give us something concrete to really talk about the magnitude. Or like gives us a better visual or, or statistical idea of taking all of a player's ability at the plate, his ability to take walks, his ability to, you know, it's much better to hit for a double when a when a guy's on base in a late game situation than it is with the bases empty. It has ideas and trying to, to, I guess, control for that batting ball luck. It takes into consideration home runs, doubles. It takes into consideration your ability to hit liners versus ground balls. Basically, everything that you can think of, DRC Plus tries to do that. And when it says that Kristen Yelich is 65% better than the league average hitter, it's no wonder that he's getting MVP chance again. Hell, I mean, he was 22% better than a year ago when he actually won the MVP. So DRC and DRA, these are stats that try to cut through the noise and they try to get at a player's true talent. They're not, They're not perfect, but right now they're the best we have. And when we try to throw these things out on the podcast, what we're trying to do is we're trying to get at something deeper than things like batting average and ERA, things that are quite volatile. And I suppose speaking of volatility, it gets us into our, our last point here that I want to cover here. When are these things sustainable? Or like when are statistics sustainable? When do we need to stop saying, well, it's a small sample size, but... And it's a good question. The answer to that is a bit different for everything, which I know is the most frustrating part. But we do have some idea based on some research that that people have done on uh, kind of baseball, mostly baseball perspectives, but they've also done it on fan graphs. They've done it on uh, quite a few baseball websites. But the one on baseball prospectus comes from Russell Carlton. He did this back in 2012. And Russell Carlton, Russell Carlton is now uh, working for a big league club. So if that lends any weight behind, of, behind this for some people. And he showed, for example, that we cannot really consider batting average to be sustainable, for example, until a player gets uh, 910 at-bats. That's basically two years worth of batting average before we're going to start talking about things being sustainable. That's a long time, and it should cause us to question how much we put, uh, like how much stock we put into a few months or even a full season of batting average. If you want to talk about how well a guy hits, what kind of batting average a guy is expected to have going forward based on his career norms, Carlton basically said you need about two years to have an idea of what you should expect for a batting average going forward. Now, on base percentage is a little bit better. According to Carlton, it's uh, 460 plate appearances, which is still about a full season. Home run rates stabilized, meaning you can feel comfortable that you're not talking that you're talking about a, uh, what a dude normally does, quote unquote, after about 170 plate appearances. Now, that's much quicker, but intuitively, it does feel like we should be able to tell how much power a guy has much more quickly than what a dude's batting average is going to be. Now, Carlton doesn't do the pitching side in the article from 2012, but the few pieces we have should let us know that things like ERA and batting average, things that deal with more luck, things that intuitively we know through watching baseball over the course of years, and there's a lot of statistical studies behind it at this point, these things deal with more luck. Thus, they should take longer to stabilize. Things like strikeout rate probably, in that way, just like home run rate, should probably stabilize much more quickly. But in general, it's better to wait for more information. Better predictions are made with fuller data. And fuller data is always, and I say always, improved with the eye test. Data should inform the things that you look for. And the things that you see, you should then go to the data. In other words, both scouting and stats are important. If you hear somebody trying to say that stat stat folks don't care about scouting, they're wrong. It's a false dichotomy. Well, I should... If they don't care about scouting, then they're really shitty stats, folks, I guess is what I should say as well. These things work together. Stats and scouting work together. There's been a thing for, I don't know, but I'd say 15 years at this point in which people try to put stats versus scouting. False dichotomy. Doesn't happen. Every single team, every single team uses both. Now, we can do more of, of these types of mini-pods that dig into some of these stats going forward if people do find it helpful. But we're already getting pretty deep into this, so I think we'll kind of leave it at those three. Wins above replacement, DRA, DRC+, plus. talking a little bit about sustainability. But just remember, a lot of these quote-unquote advanced statistics are generally trying to do one or two different things. They're trying to give us either a whole like a holistic picture of a player's comprehensive value they're trying to to bring everything together into one stat to try to say you know this player is x amount better than than the league average Or, or if you take into consideration uh the the offense the defense the base running all of these things this is how good a player is or it's trying to cut through the noise and trying to get us to some kind of true talent but remember no stats perfect no one stat ends the conversation. Wins above replacement, that's not the end of the conversation when you're talking about the MVP at the end of the year. They're just approximations. All of these statistics are trying to tell you something. And the trick is trying to find out which stat tells you the thing that you want to know. When you talk to people and they say that batting average, that doesn't matter, it does matter. But batting average only tells you something very specific. You need to go and try to figure out what you're looking for. If you're trying to say how good of a hitter is somebody and you go to batting average, that's probably not great. That's when you go to something like DRC+. When you're trying to say how good is somebody at getting base hits, I don't, I'm don't. i not worried about walks. I'm not worried about whether or not something is a home run versus a single. I'm not worried about any of those things. I'm worried about how often somebody puts the bat on the ball and it's a hit. That That's exactly what batting average is going to tell you. If you're interested in how often a guy does not make an out, that's on base percentage. So the trick is trying to find out what the stat tells you and whether or not that stat tells you the thing that you want to know. And that's going to do it for this week. You can join our Patreon by visiting patreon.com slash tailgate As always, patrons at the MB and Ball and Glove levels receive the monthly Minor League Extra podcast. We're going to have the MLB draft coming up in just a couple of weeks here. For the next uh, Minor League Extra podcast, we're actually going to really be breaking down that, that uh, draft in depth. But next week's mini pod, we're going to have an interview with a draft expert to be able to kind of give baseball fans a a general idea of the draft as a whole and what they should be looking for on draft day if they want to be able to to kind of check in we'll talk a little bit about what the brewers might do but just talk about the draft in general and what they should be looking for on mlb network if they do want to watch it so as always you can follow us on twitter at mketailgate you can submit questions to milwaukees.tailgate at gmail.com or through our facebook page uh, at milwaukees tailgate baseball podcast And don't uh, forget to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast, Pocket Cast, wherever you find your podcasts. If If you have a podcast thing that doesn't have Milwaukee's tailgate, yell at Steve. He'll get us there. I don't think anybody's really taken him up on that thus far because we haven't had anyone complain that they can't find us. So subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. That's where we should be. You can leave reviews to help people find the podcast. We always appreciate that. And thank you for listening.